0: I'm Danielle Houston, I'm the host of this podcast, The Checkup, and in my ongoing effort to help the Pacific Northwest get to know Lockton and all of the smart people that I work with here. I am bringing you another episode today, highlighting our director and officer's expertise, or as we call it around the office, D We are really proud to have Ben Hale with us. He's an East Coast guy don't hold it against him. He wasn't born <laughs> and raised there. Um, Not and, true. You know, <laughs> and, you know, in in all, all kidding aside, uh, West Coast, we love the East Coast. And one of the things that I love about Lockton is that no matter where the expertise lives, we can work anywhere so ben is a new addition to us he has been with locked in for about six months which means i only have about three months on him we are both navigating these new waters together but ben joined us with the idea and the intent of this using his expertise in dno to help Employers navigate what turns out to be pretty complicated waters. It's not the DNO that it used to be. So Ben, with his eighteen years of experience, join Lockton. Ben, what have I left out about your background that you want people to know?
1: I think you hit. You covered most of it, Danielle. Yeah, um, I've been a broker for twelve years. I, I was DNO underwriter for seven or eight prior uh, to, to um, being a broker. And um, like you said, the market has gotten really challenging. Um, really in the, the last couple of years, COVID didn't help. Um, so it's uh, it's a much different environment than the first 15 or 16 years that I worked in this, uh, in this industry, a lot of new challenges.
0: I've learned a lot already just by listening to you in some of our internal meetings, I will even confess to googling words i have never heard before as you've talked about you know the challenges and what organizations are trying to solve for uh, but before we jump into those complexities you know like like i mentioned you and i are navigating the same new waters of locked in we made big decisions and big changes to come here. So would you share with us, why did you choose Lockton? Because I would imagine that with your background and the things that you know, you could go anywhere.
1: Uh, well, thank you. Uh, so it, it always comes down to people. Um, you know, the people that Lockton has hired um, are really the, some of the best and brightest from throughout the industry. Um, a, a gentleman named Devin Beresheim came over. That was a big deal. He ran Marsh FinPro where i um, where i came from so that was part of it and just getting to know the people at locked um, i worked in the mountain west series like you danielle and um, the vision of how to grow the business um, the unique sort of nature of being a privately held uh organization and how that impacts their vision of of how um you know how we're going to grow um, was really appealing. And so I got to know the people, I got to know the vision and it just all, it all worked out and made sense.
0: And, you know, like I mentioned before, and this was one of the things I found appealing about lockedin is that there are so many smart people and the intent is always, it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter which locked in office you work in if you have the smarts or the skill that is needed by a client anywhere then we're going to use that and um, people are so very willing to share their expertise and jump in to help employers solve for big complicated things like do that's
1: right i was on a call yesterday with uh a colleague in Washington, DC, uh, two in Kansas City, and then two in Denver talking about analytics, which is one of my passions. And I think really important with the DNO market where it is to take a step back and look at all of the data that we have about DNO losses, securities claims. There's tons of data. And um, to your point, we brought in. Kind of the right people from the different offices, and I think we have a, a good plan for you know, how to have the best analytics in the uh, in the industry.
0: So, analytics is that one of the things that makes our DNO services special?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, so DNO um, it covers the 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 personal assets of the individual people, and that's one. Part of the contract, and then it, it it covers the balance sheet of the organization. The losses that have made the DNO market um, a hard market for the last couple of years come from the balance sheet side primarily, I and mean, there there are some um, some what we call side A losses, personal asset losses, but the, by far the majority of losses come from the balance sheet protection side. And so, to uh, you know, to take a step back and look at. What are the types of losses that have have put the market to where it is? It's all public. The information is public. These are publicly traded companies. The the securities claims being brought are public, whether or not they're uh, dismissed or not public. Uh, And if they end up getting through dismissal and getting to a settlement, those numbers are also public. So we have lots of data um, and we can see for a certain company in a certain industry, a certain market cap, other uh, important factors like beta and PE ratio, uh, we can look at all those factors and really have a good idea as well, what sort of risk profile that company uh, has from a from a DNO um, perspective. And and then if you're in, knowing that if the costs went up sixty percent last year and you know, are potentially going to go up even further this year. Take a step back. Look at how uh, a company is buying this insurance. Does it still make sense to buy the way that the company has for the last ten years through a soft market? Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's vitally important. And then separately, have the conversation about the personal asset side. And that's not so much analytics that side. That's Something where we need to talk about the individual people, how much uh, you know, how much insurance um, makes them feel comfortable, and, and sort of deal with that conversation separately.
0: Is there one of those two sides that's more complex than the other?
1: I think they're they're just different. Um, it, one side, the balance sheet side, there's lots of data, and there's um, you know, there it, it's much easier to quantify that risk. Um, And then, but on the personal asset side, it's much less likely that there'll ever be a loss there. But if there is, it becomes extremely important to the individual people at the company that they have that, uh, you know, more than enough insurance in place. And so, you know, I would say that's more complicated. How much side A uh, to buy is, um, it's a little harder to put data behind uh, that sort of decision making process.
0: And for those who might not be as familiar with DNO, you know, and, and likely if they're not familiar with it, they're probably not purchasing it. But for the sake of education, when we talk about DNO and a hard market, is that really because if a company gets sued, everybody in that company who runs that company is getting sued? Or, you know, is there something else playing into that? Can you give us an example?
1: No, it's, um, it's based on just the number of lawsuits. So there, there's a very active uh, plaintiff's bar in, in this country, in the United States, that is out there watching public companies. And as they perform and they make announcements publicly and their stock reacts to those announcements or to the statements they make, um, and if um, if there's a stock drop following a certain uh, statement that the company or any, any of the individuals make, then they potentially will bring a lawsuit um, that will name, actually we have data on this, almost 100% of the time it will name the CEO, name the entity itself, about half the time the CFO is named, and about a quarter of the time or so outside directors are named. So it's not really, as far as the, the balance sheet protection side of the, uh, of the conversation, it's not so important who is named. It's just uh, from an underwriter's perspective, it's the number of lawsuits. Um, leading up to 2017, there was about 200 or so suits a year. Uh, that number ticked up to 300. Then 430 or so, and has um was 430 for two two consecutive years, ticked down last year, but even um uh but still well above 300. So still well above where the claims had been historically. So there's just more claims. Um, those claims are normally gonna be uh covered by DNO insurance. Um they, they, these are public companies, they most of them buy DNO. I'd say at least nine out of ten of them buy DNO. So Um, The underwriters are seeing more lawsuits. And so they um, they've had to adjust their book accordingly. And then COVID didn't help. You know, now we have just a lot of uncertainty as far as how, um, you know, companies would be impacted by COVID, um, the way that they respond. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty there as well as about what companies should be saying, not saying. And so that um, certainly pushed the market further into a um, hard market.
0: Is it safe to say not if your publicly traded company gets sued, but when?
1: Um, I would say no. Uh, well, okay. I guess, yeah. I mean, if we're going on to infinity, yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that statement as much for DNO as I do for cyber. For uh, cyber, absolutely, yes. You're going. There's going to be a breach. There are certain companies that are making widgets that... You know, have a really uh, long-term uh, earnings history. They have visibility into their future earnings, very consistent stock performance. Really, should never have a claim. You know that n- never say never, and um, there's always the unforeseeable event in the future. But there, there are certain companies out there that have a very low risk from a DNO insurance perspective. Those companies have been impacted by the hard market. Really, more than um, I think they—they they probably should. These are, you know, DNO insurance buyers, thirty years, forty years of buying insurance, no claims, seeing significant increases in premium, and that's tough. I mean, that's tough to explain, um, t- okay. and uh, that's where, you know, I think the analytics side does come in to say, okay, you buy. Let's just, for example, say. It's a $5 billion market cap company, buys $100 million of DNO insurance, and they've increased those limits over the years as the market was soft and pricing was going down every year, increasing limits. Um, and So now we, we see a 30% increase one year, a 50% increase the next year, and now we're at this year. Um, it, it is worth taking a step back and saying, you know that your DNO uh, limits went up from 30 to 50 to 70 to 100 over that 10 or 15 years. Is it still r- the right uh, decision to buy 100 million? You don't. Do, you don't have to. Um, should you transfer some of that to side A? It's less expensive to buy side A, and just to really have a conversation about retention limit and premium and the T core conversation what's the what's the t-core how is it impacted by lowering limits uh raising retention um and and how those different levers impact premium then we can have a you know really sort of educated financial conversation about the balance sheet side because that's what it is it's a financial risk transfer decision that a, a public company makes it's not personal assets that's a different conversation but for the the balance sheet side yeah um it's uh it's a conversation that I think we need to have. More informed uh, clients. Uh, we have the data, and we just need to present it in smarter ways.
0: So, who are the companies out there that we can really help? Those who need us.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's. Uh, I mean, I I can't think of any that it wouldn't help. Uh, you know, I'm biased though. I I definitely think. Uh, Fast growers, um, emerging tech—you know—not um, educated so much on DNO. I mean, I, I, I enjoy having those conversations with um, companies that are just first learning about DNO because it's absolutely vitally important to the entire process of running a business. You have to have it. Um, executives need to be able to make decisions, even hard decisions, because it's what's best based on the information that they have on that day. And it could be that a quarter later, it turns out that that was wrong, and the stock drops. And 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 there, the plaintiffs bar isn't concerned with right or wrong. The fact is, you said this on this day, and then this three months later, and the stock was impacted. And so, to understand how DNO insurance, um, you know, how it can be used by companies and, and what its purpose is, is really um, important. And many. Um, sort of new companies don't really know what dno is why what it, you know why is it important to them and, and that's from a balance sheet protection standpoint and a personal asset standpoint you know many companies once they're public and once they have a significant market cap it's their largest. their largest risk is just simply the fact that they're publicly traded you know they 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 think of risks in terms of property casualty uh, benefits all but really just, you know, the fact that you are a publicly traded company can be the largest risk that a company has. And so to protect that risk um, through insurance is really important. And then separately, listen, if everything goes wrong, and, um, you know, we saw a very large insurance company almost go out of business about uh, 12 years ago, which we thought never, ever could happen. And um, so you never know um, and if a company has liquidity challenges and they don't have the money to indemnify their individual directors and officers, and those individuals are named in a lawsuit, um, in their capacity as a director officer for that company, it doesn't matter. They have to pay individually for those, uh, for those costs if the company can't indemnify. So side A, that is extraordinarily important that companies get that side right as well. Um, so yeah, I love, I, I would say for any company, uh, we would love to have a conversation, but certainly, you know, those that are new to the game and, and, uh, um, growing quickly and want to understand what, uh, what's out there, what their options are. I guess that would be my, uh, my first, first love.
0: Okay. So what are we doing that's special or unique in this space?
1: Yeah. Back to analytics, um, So, uh, you know, just taking the the economic cost of risk or uh, total cost of risk conversation a little bit further um, than I I think others are. Um, So to have the conversation by layer, um, what is the cost of this layer? What's the risk of this layer? So, for example, um, you know, a public company will take our $5 billion market cap company from the previous example. That buys DNO insurance. Um, we look at the retention, and then we look at each layer. What's the cost and what's the risk? And let's look at where it was last year. That's what underwriters do. They look at this year's risk relative to last in order to make uh, a decision as far as premium. And so we look at that um, that risk to transfer and that risk to retain, and <clears throat> have a conversation about about each layer. Is it does it make sense to continue to transfer or not. And we can do that up to you know hundreds of millions of dollars of insurance and um, try to take a little bit of the, the personal side of it out of that conversation, keeping that again, separate for a side A, let's, let's separate those two conversations. And instead just really looking at the, the economic cost of risk of each layer of insurance, and having a more, um, you know, just a more robust conversation as far as the data that supports our recommendation um, and uh, and going from there. I think we also have some really great lawyers uh, that help us with coverage. I mean, coverage is vitally important. I haven't talked about that yet. It's another um, soft market uh, relic that is being picked at um, by carriers um, taking away coverage. And that's somewhere else that I think, um, you know, Lockton does really well.
0: Well, and I know that you are one of the people in this mix that makes it special. I've heard really great things about uh, your smarts and your skills in working with clients to really help them understand what they need and why. And um, like with anything, you know, we can always sell insurance, but the difference is the people who can really help. Clients feel empowered and educated about what they're doing and why. So, right. thank any, you, Danielle. Hey, at any any time. Like I said, I feel like you know I've I have certainly learned about your space, and it's you know a world away from the work that I typically do, but certainly. Um, I hear concerns often from employers about getting sued and how and why. And I think having that ability to introduce someone like you who can help, you know, give some peace of mind to clients in some other spaces is really, really important. Anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up our conversation today? Uh,
1: I guess just we don't want to forget service, you know, I mean, that, yeah, um, yeah, no, that's uh, the team that that I work with here is, is the best in the industry as far as just keeping things on track and, um, and making our lives client or our clients lives a little bit less stressful. We have great support. So all of them do a great job and um, we can be the smartest people in the world, but we have to uh, provide that as well. And I think we, we do, we do really well
0: yes i agree we can't do it alone and putting the insurance in place is just one of those steps i invite you to connect with us if there has been anything in this conversation that has resonated that has sparked even a question of you don't understand perhaps some of the elements of your dno or you haven't looked at this coverage and you've been taking those increases I invite you to connect with us, Ben directly, or myself. We can help get the right people at the table for you to help you manage this area of your risk as well. So connect with us. You can follow my podcast on iTunes. You can follow the video series on YouTube. Lots of smart people at Lockton who would love to bring their smarts to deliver great service to you. Take good care. Thanks for checking in today.